morning, good morning, everyone. Hey, morning, Nicole. Great to see you there. Great to see you on already, making it happen. Good to see a bunch of you guys jumping on again this morning. As always, welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Great to see you, Alexis, Alison, Sean, some of the regulars. Mark, morning, mate. How are you? Good to see you. Um, so, welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Let me just change that over. So, oh, put that back on. How about that? Uh, Margaret, good morning to you. Great to see you as, uh, as well. Uh, Wednesday the 8th of December. Welcome along. Anyone who's new, give us a shout out in the chat. Say hello. Say new or tell us where you're from. Laura, good morning to you. Uh, regular also. If you're new, let us know. Jason Witten's my name as it popped up on the screen there a moment ago. Been property investing myself over 22 years, actually 22 years, yeah. Uh, and coaching property investors with Sam Sagas um, and my team across Australia and New Zealand over 18. And uh, along the way, we've learned a few things and each morning we get together with you guys and share a little something uh, about property investing uh, and maybe investing in general. Some of these uh, principles certainly apply to the investing world, um, whether you're investing in real estate or not. Margaret's got a day off. That's wonderful, Margaret. Good to have a little day off. It's always nice to do that. Today, I wanted to touch base with a little bit of asset protection. I get this question all the time, asset protection. How do I protect myself? Uh, you know, what happens if I get sued? Uh, you know, will I lose it all? And, and these sorts of things. And it's an interesting one, folks, because um, uh, there are a number of unscrupulous operators out there who prey on the fact that it's easy to scare you as an uneducated investor um, into setting up certain structures, which I personally believe, I personally believe are inappropriate for most PAYG property investors. Inappropriate. Um, and uh, often they do more damage than good um, when it comes to uh, being able to uh, get the outcome that investors want or need for their property portfolio. I'm just going to do a little something here. Give me 30 seconds. Um, I think my I think my thing's out of focus just a little. Let me see. Is that any better? You guys think? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We shall see. Anyway. Um, but, you know, uh, what do property investors need when it comes to asset protection? And uh, what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to talk about the world of PAYG. Most people that we work with um, in the world of property investing are uh, in the space of uh, PAYG. And what does PAYG stand for? Uh, PAYG, oh, uh, which is pay as you go tax, okay? Um, oh, Michelle's chilling in bed, mate. Michelle's got a day off as well. <laughs> well good to see you relaxing, not rushing around. Brendan, good good morning to you, mate. And Mark, yes. Um, there you go. So PAYG, pay as you go, uh, uh, pay as you go um, when it comes to your taxes. Uh, most businesses and small business operators do uh, a similar, uh, end up having a similar thing when it comes to paying taxes. Um, uh, it's called instalment tax, which is just another fancy word saying you're going to pay as you go. Uh, and it's actually worse 
it's a pain in the neck. But anyway, today I'm going to focus mostly on the PAYG space in this conversation. And I'll talk a little bit about structures and business owners um, uh, if we get a bit of time. So what is uh, the number one thing when it comes to asset protection for you? Uh, the number one thing I hear from most people that they're worried about or they're concerned about, and put it in the chat for me right now if, if you're sitting there and you're going, okay, I've had this thought too. I've had this thought in my mind once or twice. Um, you know, what happens if? Okay, uh, from an asset protection point of view, what happens if? Put that in the chat for me. See if um, see if my research is um, uh, is accurate. Uh, what happens if? What's the number one concern that I've heard over the years? And what's your number one concern if you have one? If you're not concerned about what would it be when it comes to the asset protection of yourself and your wealth when it comes to your portfolio? Because uh, what I can, um, uh, Michelle, yeah, putting a hand up, um, driving to Dubbo from Cobar, Chris. All right, well, make sure you keep your um, eyes on the road, Chris, okay? <laughs> uh, and uh, are you texting and driving? We won't say anything, mate. We won't say anything. The number one uh, issue that I hear from most investors, um, losing the asset, housing, getting structural damage, right? Um, the number one issue who would structurally, who would damage the property, all right? So the number one issue I hear um, from investors is is uh, tenant-related. I think it's an E, isn't it, a tenant? Tenant-related. So it's about the tenant, okay? What happens if? What happens if the tenant sues me? What happens if the tenant wrecks something? What happens if the tenant doesn't pay... Um, what happens if the tenant doesn't pay their rent? Uh, what happens if, if there's some structural damage on the property? Um, what happens if, what happens if, what happens if? All right, so this is related to the tenant and the tenancy. So the number one protection mechanism for every investor uh, when it comes to real estate is what, folks? You guys might, might know this. This is not like a trick question. But uh, it's going to lead somewhere in a minute when we when we have this chat. Um, what would you guys think um, that uh, the number one protection mechanism for you as an investor is when it comes to your um, your properties? Absolutely, Facebook user, uh, it's your insurance. It's your landlord's insurance. It's insurance. Now, uh, insurance. Now, unfortunately, it's not as simple. To you, absolutely, you need to pay. You need to pay insurances, uh, and there's you know there's a couple of other insurances there, so debt insurance as well. Um, but number one thing for you as an investor, pay for, keep up to date, and understand the right insurance for you. Insurance, your landlord's insurance, um, your life insurance your income protection insurance, um, you know, uh, all sorts of the right insurances is absolutely 100% essential. I see, um, uh, I see unfortunately, uh, investors go off and set up companies and trust structures to protect themselves and they, and they spend money like thousands of dollars over there on, on stupid structures that are partic like particularly useless for a PAYG earner, and then they skimp on insurance. What you should do is you should pay 
for the right insurance. It doesn't mean it's expensive, ladies and gents, team, gang. doesn't mean they're expensive, but you've got to have the right insurance. And certainly um, that doesn't only apply to the property. It applies to you and your family and your life circumstances. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, um, and as you would expect over, you know, 20-plus years helping coach thousands and thousands and thousands of clients, matter of fact, over 7,000 of them, we have had a number of people where their partners have passed away and the insurances that have been in place have allowed for debt coverage, paying out certain debts, and that's important. So if you don't have, if you're sitting there going, I wonder, I wonder if I've got the right insurance, the insurance to cover your rents, the insurance to uh, fix up the property, the insurance to uh, pay out uh, the, a debt that you want if there's something's happened to your earning potential, so your job and or your life. What is that insurance? If you don't know it, then right now you should be uh, connecting with the right six-star team member to go through what that insurance is. Number one, uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute, um, the person you should talk to. Uh, and uh, number two, when it comes to your personal, your physicality, you, the the, the human, uh, you should be talking to the right financial planner, okay? But again, uh, if you want to know the right financial planner, give me a shout out. If you've got a great one, awesome. But if you don't have a great one who is integrated into your property strategy, by the way, if you go to a financial planner and they go, oh, property's rubbish, I can't talk about it, let's just talk about shares and and insurance, run a country mile, okay, uh, as we go. Hey, good morning, Abdul and Jeff. Good morning, mate. Good to see you there, buddy. All right, insurance. If you if you don't know for an absolute fact right now you have crushed the insurance game, go get your shit sorted out. I'm not kidding you. This is a grown-up chat, right? This is important for you, your family, and the rest of your life. Get it sorted, you lot, all right? ASAP. Number two, number two, the, um, yeah, exactly, David. Yeah, everyone goes, oh, that's a waste of money until you're like, oh, shit, you know, I wish I had the right insurance or the most insurance or whatever. It's tax deductible, team. Listen, um, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to go on an insurance rant, but I can tell you right now, it is a thousand times better investing in the right insurance than it is stupid structures. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, uh, unless you need them, and that's okay. Number two, what's the next best mechanism? This is a person now. This is the thing. The next best mechanism for us as property investors to have asset protection. Asset protection is what? Okay. What do we need? What do we need the best? in the business of, and you need an excellent property manager, okay? A property manager, boom, Michelle, all over it, Abdul. Good work. You need a great property manager, a great property manager. They do either quarterly or every six month um, or six monthly uh, checkups on your property. They take thousands of photos every time they walk through the property for insurance purposes and, um, and uh, replacement purposes. Uh, they let you know every week, fortnight, month, you know, the rent's been paid on time, what's going on? They take care of 
Um, you know, the moment the tenant is, is, it, is in arrears, they're sending them a notice and a letter, hey, pay your rent, get on with it. Um, at the front, they analyse and, um, and uh, scrutinise the people who are going to be in your properties. Listen, team, you know, a property manager, a good property manager can cut off at the pass 99% of your problems when it comes to the wrong tenant at the front of this activity. You know, someone says, oh, I want to rent the property. The property manager does their due diligence on the person properly and they're like, nah, not a good, not a good fit for you or your property. A great property manager. If you don't have a great property manager, then consider getting one. Consider upgrading. If they're not communicating with you at least once a month, at a very minimum, and providing you with significant reports on your property, either quarterly or six monthly, depending on the cycle, then you don't have a great one, okay? And they can help with the right insurance as well um, as we go, okay? So there, there you go, um, um, all day long. All right, so a uh, couple of quick questions from Jeff there. Jeff, I'll, grab, I'll, I'll jump onto a few of those questions at the end if we've got a bit of time, but there's no particular age, Jeff, for an SMSF. Um, but there is kind of like a, you know, when is it most valuable? And often it's around the age of 45 to 50 because they were then sort of 15 years from retirement and then it's a good runway to kind of the finish line. Uh, Jeff, connect with your coach um, and or the right financial planning team member um, to get a bit more detail on that one, mate, um, as you go. All right, last but not least, what do you guys think the third one might be? Insurance, have the right insurances, both the property and your own, um, and um, the property manager, what's the next uh, best way, or it's not the best way, but what's the way to protect your real estate when it comes to asset protection? Some of you guys might not know. Quality property, quality tenants. Absolutely. There's a there's a quadrant process where you go quality property, quality location, quality tenant, um, and quality property manager, Allison, for sure. We've got the sort of the, the quality concept here. You know, so you go quality uh, property, uh, sorry, quality location with a quality property. You get yourself a quality property manager which then ultimately attracts a super quality, a super quality tenant, okay? So um, um, that's absolutely the quality concept, Alison, I love. Cash buffer, yes, Brendan, that is actually a good, uh, a good one. Uh, I like that actually, but this is, this is part of it. Um, how you manage and structure your debt. So Brendan's got a part of that debt asset protection there, Number one, no cross-collateralization, cross-collateralization, cross-securitization. So team, what I do know is when we understand that we shouldn't have all of our eggs in one basket, that means we don't have all of our loans with one lender. Um, number two, we run the right uh, either offset account or redraw depending Depending on on how we're 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 set up, most owner occupiers need to run an offset account because that's the best way. Um, 
but a redraw can be used sometimes if, if required, uh, which then absolutely your cash buffer, uh, your buffer in here, how you've structured your debt and your cash helps protect you and the property. Um, and uh, tell me right now, team, what is the minimum cash amount that we talk about all the time per property? Minimum cash amount that needs to be in a cash buffer that you can have instant access to for the minimum safety factor when it comes to your properties and your property portfolio. Put that in the chat for me right now because what happens, um, um, there you go, boom, Michelle, 5K, 5K, that's the minimum, absolutely. And Abdul, you're saying probably the maximum. I wouldn't go over 10K. So five to 10K, depending on your comfort factor, team, is always, never, ever, ever not have access to five to 10K for your buffer because things happen. And let me tell you an example right now. Insurance. I've got a property. So it's a lovely property, three bedroom apartment um, overlooking the ocean. Okay. And it's wonderful. What happened is it's a bit of an older property. I've owned it for a fair few years. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, um, many years ago, when the builder built the building, it had these um, uh, new fang dangle plastic piping, I can't remember what it's called, in the walls. Anyway, that stuff is rubbish and it keeps bursting. Okay, it keeps bursting. Now, it wasn't only me that had this problem. Most apartments in the building, there was only 15, it's waterfront, like it's a little boutique building. Uh, had, but the pipes started to bust. It was like, you know, 20 years old now. Um, so all of us had to go ahead and pay up front, up front, okay, up front for replacing the piping in the walls. So I had to pay the money up front. And then the insurance took almost 12 weeks to pay me back. Okay, everyone, everyone following along? So when you have insurance, great, but it won't pay you instantly. It will take time and you must have the buffer to cover any of those, prop, those potential problems. The newer the property, this is why I like new properties, the newer the property, the less problems that you will have to pay for in this space. Um, the older the property, the more problems you'll have to pay for, okay? Um, as we go um, uh, in there, so oh, Bob, I ended up I ended up doing a full renovation on the bathroom. So uh, the pipes uh, weren't that much. It was just under five grand to replace all the piping in the bathroom and through to the kitchen. Uh, there was two bathrooms in there, but uh, um, as you do, it was actually it was actually completely ripe. It was ready for Bob the um, the renovation. Uh, phase, like what Sam talks about. So we put another 30 grand into it. Uh, we got a pretty significant uplift, over a $100,000 uplift in our um, in our renovation uh, and, a, and a 150 buck increase in our rents as well. So um, yeah, we did all right out of that one. We were, we were happy. We weren't, we didn't have to. We it, it was actually renting quite nicely, but then the pipes started bursting. Anyway, the point is, ladies and gents, um, I had to pay for it first before the insurance got back. That's where you have your buffer. Um, absolutely, uh, all that there. And Alison, absolutely, um, I like that one as well. 
uh, you and your properties need to be able to take care of themselves for a minimum of six months without you having a job, without you having a job, okay? And uh, if you don't know how to mathematically calculate that one, you know, what, what I see often is people like keep too much money aside and then they don't have enough money for acquisition buying uh, and then they don't calculate, they don't calculate, oh, within the first year that property is going to give me back $10,000 of cash flow anyway. You know, um, you know, and it's brand new, so I'll go from a ten grand buffer to a five grand buffer because I know I'll get another five grand back by the end of the year. That's why, that's why you guys need to connect with your coaches, you know, and double check your your concerns or your challenges. And if you don't have a coach, anyone listening, if you don't have a coach, then you need one. This DIY idea um, when it comes to building a significant, high quality property portfolio. Uh, good luck with that. The cost of the mistakes that you're going to make to learn that uh, is nothing in comparison to the quality of information that a good coach can help you get onto. Anyway, uh, there you go. Asset protection, P-A-Y-G, in your personal name. Business owners, I don't have enough time to dive into this one today, folks, but um, for most of you, if you have a job P-A-Y-G, and a um, uh, somebody suggests you entertain a company and a trust as the purchasing entity, um, a purchasing entity for your property investment portfolio, ask them this, whoever they are, do me a 10-year cash flow comparison to me owning it in my own name and claiming in my personal tax income all of my tax deductions and instant cash flow from PAYG variation like that. Show me the cash flow, not the capital growth. It's irrelevant. Capital growth in here and capital growth in your name, same calculation. Do the cash flow, owning it in a company trust, owning it in your personal name, and you will be horrified to see how negative cash flow that structure for a PAYG owner would be. Absolute disaster when it comes to someone who's got a job and someone suggesting you do that structure, then tell them to analyze that properly for you. Matter of fact, you should just talk to a coach, our coaches, who will help you um, analyze it as well. To be honest, there are some people, mostly business owners, that company trust structures are very appropriate for, okay? Um, and uh, yeah, Alison, there's a, there's a bunch of turkeys out there and they call them this, the, the property investment trust, you know? They call them the negative gearing trust. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's just a trust. It's either a unit trust or a family trust discretionary trust or a unit trust, and most of you don't need it. Anyway, um, but if you do, ask them to justify on the cash flow over a 10-year period, uh, including all the expenses, why this is better than that, yeah? Okay? That's it. I'm done. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Hopefully, you guys are all awesome and well. Hopefully, that landed. Um, yeah, there's a few of them like that. Um, Jeff, to name one. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for hanging out and being awesome and getting involved in the chat. 
Uh, great to see you, um, Harry and Natasha and Alison and Jeff and Nicole, uh, Laura, Chris, Alexis. There's a few more there. Brendan, Ashley, <laughs> uh, Mark, Margaret. Who did I forget? Michelle. I think I've got everyone. Hey, thanks for hanging out, you guys. Um, join me tomorrow. Hey, Fiona. Join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hang out around about 8.05 as always. You guys stay safe, be well, wherever you are. Until we see you tomorrow, bye for now.